This is the Personal Finance Show. I'm Bo Humphreys, and this is The Personal Finance Show. Tina from Money Flamingo will reach semi-retirement in 863 days. Money Flamingo is an Australian blog about financial independence and retiring early, also known as FIRE, F-I-R-E. There are many FIRE bloggers on the internet, and I will have a Canadian one on the show in the near future, but Money Flamingo is a bit different, and not just because Tina and her husband are Australian. In May of 2018, they started Project 1000, which is their plan to build their nest egg to $500,000 in 1,000 days, then quit their regular day jobs, work part-time for 10 years while their nest egg doubles to $1 million, which should provide them with financial independence and the option to stop working. You won't find Tina's picture or last name on the episode cover because, like most fire bloggers, she prefers to remain anonymous. If you had a plan to quit your job in less than three years, you might not want your employer to know about that either. You can check out Tina's progress at moneyflamingo.com and decide for yourself whether you think her plan is feasible. Many people have achieved early retirement and there are many ways to get there, depending on various factors like how much you want to spend today and what you intend to need for funds when you do stop working in the future. But Tina and Mr. Flamingo only started focusing on early retirement recently. A lot had to happen in Tina's life before she even realized financial independence was possible for her and her husband. Tina met up with me somewhere, it's a secret, in Sydney, Australia, to tell her personal finance story. When I was in year one, my mom had this big thing about giving us pocket money. Okay. It was one uh, Deutschmark, which I think probably... (laughs) So one Deutschmark. It's probably 50 cents or something. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't a lot. So her rule was like year one, you get one Deutschmark, year two, you get two. Okay, and, so and year one, how old are you? Uh, uh, at year this one, point? Oh, six years. Six, okay, six so, years old, you get yeah. one Deutschmark yeah. per week? Yeah, for a week. For, for, a week, for yeah. one week. Yeah. You grew up in Germany, this yes. is becoming obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and so you did. Uh, what did you do with these uh, Deutschmarks? Well, the start, there was no emphasis on uh, saving it. I think she just wanted us to learn how much things cost. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how much I could buy with that. Probably like a pack of gummy bears, something like that. Yeah. So I would just do that, and then um, I became a big fan of a magazine so she said yeah you can buy the magazine but you have to wait four weeks because, because it was four because Deutschmarks. it cost four Deutschmarks yeah, yeah that, so, um, that's a good exercise yeah. so, yeah, um, a good thing to so learn. I did that and so I mean the, the intentions were great but then it went a bit pear-shaped I guess so in our family like my mom was also like she only wanted us to eat healthy stuff mm-hmm. I really liked sweets right didn't want to spend my pocket money on sweets because it was also you know not something she liked okay. so um, some kids at school started to sell me sweets ah and nice what I didn't realize at the time because I didn't really have a concept of money and yeah. how much things actually cost in the store okay. <laughs> so this kid brought me a box of chocolates that's like 10 Deutschmarks mm-hmm. and I said yeah and I took it because I wanted that moment Right? Oh, yeah. Um, but then I owed him 10 Deutschmarks. So this was the first time I was in debt, was probably when I was like six or seven years old. So that's like it could be 10 weeks depending on how old you are yes. at the time. And, um, but it didn't really click, oh. right? So yeah, that was uh, a bit of a mess. So yeah, what, what did happen? Did you end up paying the person back? Or well, like... uh, at the start, I was kind of lucky because you know, birthday gifts from aunties and uncles, so mm-hmm. I was able to pay it back. But then I just. Uh, 
wanted more. So when I remember when it was in year four, like I ran it, I had like a 20 or 30 Deutschmark debt. Oh. And there was no money anyone. That's a lot, right? So you're like nine or 10 uh, years old yes. at this point? And, yes. And you're, you're already in debt. And there were boys, right? And I was threatening to beat me up. So um, This for might me, be the earliest this, story of debt that I've ever heard. <laughs> I was, and I was terrified. I mean, like, um, but then it gets worse, right? Because then I had my first experience with what you could call a loan shark. Wow. Um, which were these other girls because I, you know, didn't want to get in trouble. So I went to the girls group who I was supposed to be friends with, right? And asked them if anybody can loan me money. He said, yeah, I can loan you money, but you have to pay me double that tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so you're so, <laughs> so not getting in trouble with the boys. You're no, going to the girls, yes, but, borrowing money from them. Yeah, and there were two, and they were uh, like big girls, right? So I did it, like thinking the problem would go away, but of course, you know, they kept coming back for it. Yeah. So it all went a bit pear-shaped. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, and um, it got so bad, like, so eventually I started taking money from my dad's wallet when I was in the shower. That's how bad it got. Wow. Um, to sort of pay them back because I was, like, genuinely scared, right? Of course. Uh, wait, did, how, did it double a bunch of times already, or how, how far did it yeah, go? Yeah, so I think I always got... I, then I negotiated with them. Then on the third day, there was this rule that it would only, like, half double or something like that. Okay. So, so, like, you know, wow. like, four, year four math. So Early early lo- loan shark. <laughs> Yeah. negotiations. Oh, but, but, I mean, if you would calculate the interest rate, it's crazy, right? <laughs> Eventually, like, I asked some of the nicer girls in school for help and also went there and said, no, it's over. I've paid you so many times over what you loaned me already, so this has to stop. And then they got scared that I, w- I would tell my parents and they would tell their parents because yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't have appreciated that kind of behavior. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that no kind matter. of stopped. Yeah, so that was sort of my first uh, memory where I knew that money could be a problem. Yeah, so did, uh, that, did that affect your future in terms of, like, the way that you handled debt or, um, like, the first time? Like, what I, about credit cards? When did you first um, uh, get a so credit? So, in Germany, so debt is not really a thing, right? It isn't, eh? No, so how, so, so, how so? Like, just people, it's not, it's socially unacceptable or? Debt is not a thing at all. So, like, my parents, like, a small country down 5,000 people, like, as German as it gets, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, close to Bavaria, you know, like... But some people have a house. Like my parents, my dad has a really good job for the government, but they never owned a house, right? So really? they were just renting. No. Okay. And he w- would have been on a really good paycheck, right? But nobody, it's not a thing, right? So my first credit card was when, after I left uh, school, mm-hmm. when I was 19, my d- dad signed for me to get my first credit card from the bank. Okay. And this was like, nobody in my family had ever had a credit card, but they thought, oh, she needs it if she goes abroad. Sure, you, and, emergencies, is that yeah. for that kind of reason? Yeah, but it was also like a $5,000 limit. And also, in Germany, credit cards have to be paid back every month. So They, they have like, to, there's no like carrying a, a balance. No. Oh, okay, I like um, that. Not for normal cards anyway. Yeah. So I had that, which was all right. Um, and then, yeah, and then Barclays Bank came to Germany okay. when I was in uni. And at the time, I lived in Spain for a while. So you did you go to school in Spain? Yeah, it was like a semester abroad kind of thing, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so um, but Barclays Bank came to Germany and made this big offer. You can have a credit card, you know, for, for normal uni students. No, yeah. So and I had no real concept what an actual credit card was. Like, so, you want that can carry a balance. no one and, talked about it, no. right? And it didn't exist no, in your, in your no. existing culture. That's right. And at the time, I lived in Spain, and I had this friend, you know, who lived a bit of an extravagant lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I just On wanted credit, to... maybe? <laughs> Uh, no, or she had just like, really rich parents, okay, yeah. which I didn't have. So um, I What is this bird, by the way? Um, Do you know? 
I don't I actually know what they're called. Are they intimidating? Like, should we? No, stay they're, they're nice. Okay, uh, you good. Can, you nice can actually person. chase them. Oh, it's not a bush turkey. It's something similar. <laughs> Just got such it's a like... long beak. <laughs> oh, sorry. Please continue. <laughs> no, 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 that's so you right. had your extravagant friend. Yeah, and then I saw this ad. You know, you can get a credit card with a thousand euro limit from Barclays Bank, and like you didn't even need any securities for me. So your one. parents didn't have to know no, about no, this. No, no, yeah. no. So they didn't know about any of this. So I took mm. that one out, and they sent it to me after a few days, and. You know, this was completely new to me. Actually, I didn't know anything about this stuff, so I started taking up money with it. It went to the ATM, which I know now is like the worst thing you can yeah, do. Yeah, it is. In terms of the interest that comes out <laughs> and right I away. I think it cost like 12 euros every time I took oh, 100 Oh, so you had a cash advance fee yeah. too, yeah. Which I had. And then I just saw this like piling up, piling up, and I thought, What yeah, did you need this money for, uh, I just, by the uh, way? Uh, to be honest, it was just to party with my friends okay, and be yeah. part of the cool group. And if you wouldn't have the credit card, you just wouldn't have... Maybe yeah, you wouldn't have gone because out. I mean, my parents are very generous, right? So um, mm-hmm. uni in Germany is free, but they paid for my accommodation, living expenses. Okay, all so of that. yeah, so you're living off your parents' so, money still. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I think they gave me like maybe 600 euros a month, which at the time was enough for you know your rent, Just all li- of that kind of living, stuff. But, but not partying. If you have an or... extravagant friend who sure. wants a 100 dollars <laughs> champagne bottle, you want to take a trip to Ibiza <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so you started running this up. Yeah. And yeah, then you start to see the effects. Yeah, but not straight away. Okay. Because I saw the balance increase. At the start, it wasn't much. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is actually a pretty good deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but then after a while, it became uh, a bit of a problem. Just realized, you know, like, oh, it was piling up quicker than I could actually save money. Okay, um, yes. So, but then... I got lucky again, I guess, because the, Germany, there was this program where you can get a like really cheap student loan. Okay. So I secretly applied for that <laughs> without my parents knowing. Because uh, you would have been yeah. in big trouble. Yeah, and also, you know, my this. parents are paying for everything else. So yeah. I'm sure wow. the, the whole reason they paid for it is so that I could leave uni debt free, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, which um, is a great so thing. Yeah. I, mean, I used a friend's address and like I managed to sign up for this loan, got it all granted, and then I basically um, used the money from that loan to pay off the credit card and the loan was 1.4 percent interest okay right? wow yeah so that's it's, it's quite, so that uh Perfect. yeah ended well versus you might have been paying 20 percent interest on a credit card or, or something yeah, around yeah that. so yeah no i think it was 25 oh like wow okay much oh, yeah like that. So, um <laughs> yeah so that Thanks, was Mark, my please. that was my <laughs> first and i guess only experience with a proper credit card okay i mean these days i use credit so not, cards right but not uh, since then like you have it you use them today yeah so in germany i didn't get another one because it's just not common everybody just says their debit card okay yeah. um but then obviously when we moved to australia a few years ago i just became apparent that you know <laughs> people use credit cards it was all new to me <laughs> like i did not actually realize you know when you have a visa card and it says debit at the bottom yeah it's a that's debit a card. Visa debit, i yeah. did not actually understand like the difference yeah, um, we don't even have we don't have that yeah. in Canada uh, either. We just have uh, credit cards and debit cards are separate and they're through banks. Yeah, probably more like Germany with, um, the, with your debit. Yeah, here everybody uses credit cards, and I know a lot of people have credit card debt. But um, yeah, I learned very quickly about like travel hacking, all of that kind of stuff. Okay, Qantas points. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, how long ago did you move here? Three years ago. Three years. Yeah. Yes. And um, yeah, I can already hear it in your uh, in your accent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so can, I can hear the German, but I can hear a little bit of Australian too. I don't know if anyone uh, mentions that to no, you. That's actually funny because all the Australian things I'm South African. Oh, because oh, I think it's, it's a combo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I happen to know that you're not. Yeah. So that, <laughs> but yeah, that's a really good, interesting point. It's a combo of all these uh, yeah. all these different uh, colonies, right? But yeah. Uh, yeah, so you moved here and you started using credit, but you're using it responsibly now. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so you get out of uh, university, you get this 
student loan. Did you pay that off? Uh, yeah. How long did it take? Like, what are you doing for work at this point? So, throughout uni, you have to say, so I, I went to Australia after school for a year, so when I returned, I was already 20. Okay, so you went, you went to, you came to Australia earlier. Yeah, so basically, um, in Germany, we finish our school, which, like, it's in a kind of A-levels, you know, it's like the, sort of the highest level of schooling you can do. Okay, yeah. At 19, mm-hmm. then went to Australia for a year. Okay, like, basically, as a backpacker, work and travel. Oh, okay, you took your year off. That's, yes. uh, that's nice. I started uni, like a bachelor's degree. Yeah. Um, and um, well, all through high school, I had been tutoring, so I continued. Oh, so um, you were ma- you were making money. Yeah. yeah, I was sort of supple- not 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 a lot, but not right? enough to go out and uh, with your no. But the problem was also I never saved any of it, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I hadn't really grasped that concept yet. Yeah. So I had I had odd jobs, you know. I know I had one. You want to know my most embarrassing job? Sure. It's like so I sold used underpants. <laughs> okay. Wait. Wait. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, so that was actually uh, how I funded my first year, like all my supplementary income from my first year in uni. So there's a market for used yes. underpants? So my boyfriend at the time yeah. sort of found this website, and I think, I guess it translates from German as hot chocolates. Okay. And it's like, but that was in 2003, right? Yeah. So it was more like classified ads on the internet, yeah. like not sort of what you, what you see today. Somebody's looking yeah. for, for underpants? Yeah, and it's like sort of you could have like a, a little section where you sort of say a completely fake you know profile yeah yeah like hot 23 year old blonde with big boobs yeah okay know? yeah yeah and and no and i was so surprised and basically the the service are there organize it all for you and then you just get an address mm-hmm. and you basically wear your underpants for a day you put them in an envelope send it to this address oh they do God. not know who you are anything <laughs> like that and then you i got paid 15 euros so, and how much would you have paid for the, the underpants? I, like, I got the very cheapest, right? Of course. So it's like, you can buy like a three-pack for two I feel like I've seen this in a movie or something. It's, yeah, and it was, <laughs> it was like, it was really great. I know. And wow. it, there was nothing sort of dodgy or corny about it. Yeah, because you weren't because, involved with no, any of it. I mean, you just took you advantage of this. you have to wear underpants, this. right? <laughs> it's like, and you, instead of putting them in the wash basket, <laughs> I put them in an envelope. And you, so did you end up making a lot of money over uh, this? I think I made about a thousand euros. Oh my God. So like every um, day you would just you wear your pants yeah. and then send them off yes and then you just get money in the mail yeah wow no, that's, that's exactly right that's probably the <laughs> most interesting uh, odd way to make money that i've heard yeah but i love it uh, no it's uh, it's a great way to make a side income but after that <laughs> the system sort of changes and i wanted you to actually register with your tax number i didn't want to do course, anything yeah. like that so no but who, uh, it was great would, while right? it lasted uh, okay wow so you're making a little bit of side money doing that. <laughs> yes. And uh, you had side hustle uh, tutoring. Yes. And what are you, uh, what are you tutoring? Uh, uh, English uh, and Spanish. Okay, yeah. So, um, because that's what I was doing in uni. Oh, yeah. What, what did you, what you, uh, degree did you get? So um, I got an arts degree. Because, okay. again, like, I had no concept of... Like how much degrees actually pay after you're yeah. done with you? Yeah. Because uh, my mom, like, she had this thing because her parents forced her into like a particular profession that she hated. Oh yes, and nobody um, wants that. She yeah. didn't want so you to she, do that. No, and she basically there was never any talk about how much things actually pay and what kind of job things could lead to, right? Really, nobody really. This, this, nobody really. discussed it. Is this a small town thing? Is yeah. that, that why? I don't know. It's. Um, I even went to career counseling, and they're more they do tests with you to sort of find out what your interests are and I knew my interests were always like languages traveling you know like yeah probably like most uh, 
teenagers, right? Because sure, I wanted exactly. to get away from I the wanna, country town, right? <laughs> I um, want to see the world, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, it was, I, mean, I think my dad was a bit uh, critical of it, but yeah, it was not much conversation. They said, we will fund your degree, you can study whatever you like. I didn't really think about the real world consequences of doing a, sure. an arts degree. Yeah, so yeah. I went for an arts degree and then, um, because I wasn't really sure what to do afterwards, of course, so I just did another arts degree as a master's, right? <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so you have a, a master's in arts uh, yes. degree? Okay, and then af- after that, um, what did you end up getting a job somewhere? Um, yeah, so I mean, my master's degree wasn't too bad because it was in... Uh, translation and interpreting oh nice so i actually worked in that job also during uni going to 10-day conferences and interpreting for okay. people so that was wow. actually not too bad and you can you know make make a fair bit of money like interpreting on the spot sort of yeah like yeah. simultaneous uh, wow so what, yeah. from what language to what language uh german english english german okay so, yeah so that those were your main yes. fluent uh that, that what you learn in school uh, like as a second language is english yeah so you start in uh year five uh all the way through okay and yeah, then i Obviously went to Australia, then did it at uni, so it was kind of, you know, the thing to do. Yeah, so I had a little bit of money with that, and that was all good. But then the next step, um, because there's no real proper jobs as an interpreter, yeah. or in a translator, they're really badly like paid. Like other than, like, if you work for an ambassador or something like that. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, there's a hundred <laughs> graduates and, like, yeah, only one okay. job, right? Wow. And then I also, yeah, and you could become a government employee, like a public servant, but that's not something I wanted, mm-hmm. because I always knew I wanted to move abroad, I wanted to do all of this interesting stuff. Yeah, so that's not what I wanted to do. So I applied for a few jobs, and I got this random job with, like, a consulting firm. Okay. And I started with them, and it was, it was all right. So I uh, lived in different cities in Germany, doing like different consulting jobs, like you know, as a junior sort of thing. What kind of consulting? Like, what are you consulting on? Well, you know, the big consulting firms like uh, Accenture, like the okay. the big five. So give us an example, because um, consulting tends to get this like. What do you actually do? Yeah, that's right? actually a good question. <laughs> I, I did it for like five years and I don't really know. <laughs> so it's not, it's, it's a forever a mystery? Yeah. No, to be honest, I always got the feeling with this consulting firm that we actually did jobs that internal, like employees of the companies we worked in didn't want to do. Mm, like there was this one case, I'm not going to name the company, but yeah. it was uh, in the finance industry. Sure. And we were basically doing normal work that a normal internal employee would have done. But the person... Yeah. Um, we worked for like who led uh, the team was like the worst person like she threw like folders at me <laughs> and, and called me dumb not the, mo- the moment I opened the door in the yeah. morning and you can see she had so many complaints from internal employees that they would just hire um, they just, a let's contracting just get company. people to come so, in and do yeah. the work <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, so, she must have been a valuable employee in yeah. some way another, <laughs> right for, to yeah. stick around. and she was close to uh, retirement so they would just uh, say oh, the last five years we really need her to in. finish this project so like what, get, tell us what you would have done at that job site like something um, just an example um, it was a lot of meeting minutes. Okay, like um, so administrative yeah, stuff, stuff. Stuff like that. Um, a business, like business analytics, running numbers, doing reports, charts. Because so, you're like trying it. to improve the business as a consultant. Yes. That's the whole yes. general concept, yeah. right? Yes. You, they bring you in to boost the numbers or grow the business in some way or yes. tell you where you're doing things incorrectly. Maybe just bring yeah. in a new yeah. frame of mind. Is that it? Is um, that a good no, way? that's exactly right. Yeah. But that's like the senior consultants. Sure. I sort of started as what's called a PMO, which okay. is basically like a project officer. Um, yeah. I'm basically just there to uh, support the consultants, right? So, okay. um, yeah, I'm the one doing all the numbers. So um, this is where you started in project yes. management and, yes. and that's what you're still doing today. Yes, but then I basically evolved from there, right? Um, sort of worked my way up uh, a little Bit. Okay, okay. But even at that point, I just realized, you know, I really hated like the 40 hour work week or 50 hours, sure. like especially in the consulting world. 
you know, wearing a suit. It's just um, the just the formality of the whole thing, yeah. and and the, the the strictness of the hours and yes. all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, maybe you're not even doing something for a couple of yeah. hours in the day. It's the thing you can see how like how hard it is for me to actually say what I actually did, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure at the time, you know, I also got like good reviews, and so sure, I'm surely did something. But uh, you kept busy, uh, yes, and that but, was what was important. Yes. <laughs> but even then, and I think I, I already knew uh, a long time ago that I wouldn't really enjoy that, and that's why I procrastinated mm. as far like, like as long as possible to actually start my first real job yes. at the age of 27, which I know <laughs> for like Australians, Canadians, that's probably a crazy age to start <laughs> your first job. It's a little right? late. Well, uh, I have friends in Germany who are 32 who are still happily studying away in university because nobody even gets... Because it's because it's free? I mean, it was yes. the master's also free? Yes. Everything. Yes. So you were able to go through all this school for free. Well, and you still have to live, right? Yeah, so you, well, living costs, yes. Yeah. So when you came out, did you have any? You didn't have any debt. No, no debt. Oh, so that's that's and, nice. It's yeah. very rare for yes. unless your parents save up like you know early, early yeah. on, especially for Americans because it's like two hundred thousand yeah. dollars to go to school, <laughs> and Canadians crazy, this is maybe yeah. fifty thousand yeah. dollars to go to school. But, uh, yeah, so that's an interesting uh, advantage. Uh, do you feel like it was an advantage to be able um, to have all that school for free? Yes and no. Yeah, so okay. I'm really grateful what my parents did, right? At yeah. the same time, I think, if I had known about the economic like realities, right, mm. and how much living actually costs if it sure. wasn't subsidized, yeah. maybe I would have made different choices or yeah. gotten serious about certain things. Because at the end of the day, I had no debt, but I was 27 with basically no net worth, <laughs> no life, no real life experience. And um, used to living a subsidized life. Yes. So you're not even really aware of how much the world costs. That's exactly and right. And I mean, Australia is a good yes. example. It costs a lot yes. of money to live here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully you're getting paid the amounts. Yes. The, the wage is equivalent to what you need. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like everything is so much more expensive, even though our dollar is on par, par in Canada with the Australian okay? dollar, just about. Yeah. Actually, if something came in in the bank, I bought something for $25 and it came in at like twenty four ninety six or something like that. So I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a win <laughs> for me. That's not bad, yeah. But, okay, so you're in Germany still doing yes. the consulting. Yes. And did you... How, did you stay in Germany all the way to when you moved here? No, so there were, like I said, the, the stunt in Spain. There was a while in England um, okay, because so my husband's uh, Australian, so he's had a few problems with his German working visa, so it was a bit of a back so and forth. So you met in Germany? Uh, no, so we actually met um, after high school when I came to Australia. Oh, just that for, yes. so did you get married then? Uh, no, not then, but he basically said, oh, yeah, I wanted to go to Europe anyway, so he came over to Germany. <laughs> so he came back with you yes. after the year And he to stayed live. 10 years, right? Um, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, so it was a long time. And all this while, I was, he was actually working right and I mean yeah. he didn't have an easy time because he had like he didn't speak German you know like, <laughs> he was lucky getting a job through friends with my parents but basically you know he, he didn't earn much but I was like in this bubble where it's all about yeah let's do another degree it's just so much. <laughs> and I'm, he's like I need to make money but you yeah. guys were were you living together on and off because um, the job that he got was not where I went to uni I see he had to go but, somewhere yes. else yeah. and the first few years if you live in Germany you have to stay with one employer Mm. Um, and then after that, he was able to move uh, to where I went to uni, and he sort of moved around with me a okay. little bit. But we still did a few uh, stunts abroad, um, also summer in France, stuff like that. But I mean, the goal was always to go to Australia. Oh, the, um, that was the goal. Okay. Yes. Obviously, he missed home, right? He, he did. He yeah. He came to Germany, but didn't think that he would stay ten years. Right? <laughs> so, but the then, ten years. But then wow. it's always I always had him on, like overheard him on the phone to his parents. Yeah, she's still doing her degree. Yes, <laughs> we'll come when she's done. But then I was out of uni and then I thought oh yeah but I want to have like a little bit of work experience so let's just sure. do that right 
So what, uh, what would be the benefit to coming here versus staying in Germany for you? Well, at the time I didn't know, so we just went because we yeah. wanted something different, right? Yeah, it's, but, it's um, a different experience, yes. absolutely. Well, I have to say, in Germany you don't earn a lot, like, but no. we have great social security, right? Sure. You're basically insured. If you get unemployed, you're insured, right? If anything happens to you, you're Is insured. Is there no employment insurance here? Well, there's, it's uh, not as guaranteed? Uh, it's, it's a thing called Centrelink, but it's like, I mean, you know how much things cost in Australia? Mm -hmm. I think it's something like $450 every two weeks so it's not anything to no, like you, you might be able to really. have you probably have to change housing find more affordable yeah. housing maybe move to a, a more to a regional affordable area regional area yeah uh, um, so it's not going to be enough like if you lost your job here say and you need to go on Centrelink is that yes. right you would probably be relying on your husband's income for a little bit yes <laughs> yes yeah. yeah but I mean we're, we're set up uh, we set pretty up pretty well, well. Yes. that's good so um, yeah we're pretty lucky and I mean I didn't know the differences right so Germany you're in this bubble even when you're working because you know nothing can really happen to you hmm. um, but you, you come here and I have, at the start I was like oh my god like we stayed in Airbnb yeah. uh, we had like I think 10,000 euros that my dad loaned us when we came here okay. and then you, you burn through it in it like a month it's like even the Airbnb we stayed at so it took just, you a while to get jobs? No, actually, we actually thought he would be really quick, but actually mm. I got a job first. Nice, so, in project management? Uh, yes. Is it, the, is it possibly the same thing you're doing now? Yes, this is, uh, okay. I've just uh, stayed with the company because <laughs> nice. it's, it's, it's not a bad deal, right? Yeah, it took me maybe six or eight weeks. Okay. So, I mean, it wasn't that long, but at the time, like, we were, like, literally, like, one week away. You were scrambling. To, yeah, to yeah. moving... Um, in with his dad in Queensland and living in, in the camper van there. Uh, We're going to be renting a camper van next yeah. week. That's interesting. All right. Yeah. Oh, in the, if you're on holiday. If we're on holiday, yeah. I can see it yeah. uh, not really being a good uh, everyday life. Yes. Yeah. Having to yes. cook out the back yeah. of, the, of the van. Yeah. yeah. You got your job and then he eventually got a job. Yes. And so you guys are you guys are now set up with full time jobs. Yes. You're uh, what we call banks, dual income, yes. no no kids. Uh, no, not no, yet. No, yeah, okay. So you're you're both, but you're thinking about retirement now. You're yes. thinking about we don't want to do this forever. No, that's so right. So how does that how does that come to mind? How does the the so financial independence retire early concept? How does that, when does that come into play uh, at the um, first? Well, basically, as soon as I started my first job back yeah. in Germany, like I did, what, what most people do, I just like uh, you know, like how to get out of the rat race or something like that. So immediately, it's like, <laughs> You're it's like, like I hate this. It's, yeah. it's like I like I, I think it was in the first six weeks or something like wow. that. It's just like oh my god, I cannot be doing this all day every day. It's beautiful weather outside. It's just like I, I hate I hear this. You. Yeah, we're in a park uh, right it's now. A, it's <laughs> uh, it's horrible, right? So and I found like you know Jim Collins, Mr. Money Mustache, all of that. Okay. But then given like the small amounts of money you actually earn in Germany. Mm -hmm. Because you, your whole life is sort of looked after by the government, but at the same time, there's not. I think it is quite difficult. I know of people who have done it in Germany, but yeah. if you don't know how to play the system, it seems impossible, right? There's no potential yeah. for, so, for growth, is that it? Like, um, yeah. It's, first of all, like I didn't know about investing. Nobody I know invests, you know, really? everybody just has their money in the bank. So that is okay. that whole, like, my parents were all about, you know, spend your money wisely and save. But there just was save, but there's no investment yeah. there. So, mm. I mean, obviously learn about it, but then at the same time, I didn't know anyone around me. So it sort of seemed like this foreign concept. Wow. Um, and then I was at the time, I think I earned about 1,800 euros a month, sure. right? Which yeah. is not bad. But then if you think, oh, I have to save like a million dollars, it's like... It takes minus a while. One. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then so I... So you looked into these blogs and stuff at the yes. time. You were... Them all, but yeah. you decided maybe... 
I don't know how I'm going to do this in Germany. Yeah, it's like, and I also talk, uh, talked to my husband, right? Because he actually had this dream for a long time. Or like, he read Richard Porter and tried, like, he, he building, lost like a lot of money wealth. before he came to Germany. And like, he sort of given up on that. So, okay. and I didn't really know much about money, right? <laughs> so, yeah, and I thought, oh, this would be a great thing to do. But then yeah, we just didn't do anything about it. But then I got so fed up with the work I was doing that I actually thought, ah, oh, you know, like, I'm a, an interpreter and a translator. I should just quit my job and do that. Yeah. Which is not like retirement, but at least I have the freedom. That you were. Yes. Um, but it didn't go so well because I wanted to start my own business, government funded again, because they could give you money for a whole oh, they'll year. Oh, they do that. Yes. Yeah, so 65% of your uh, income. That you had. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, this is great. I had like, uh, I think, 1,500 euros coming in every month. And basically, but you don't have to do anything in return, right? So yeah. that's good. So, and I, I, I had a few jobs, but it was just bad. And my husband went abroad for a while working, and I, I could see, like, I couldn't deal without the structure. Okay. So I actually started, yeah. you know, drinking mild wine in the morning. Wow, just to, to, um, to yeah, playing cope, online blackjack. Cope with it. Okay, so you're you're not having a good time. No. You're you're like I don't want to be in the rat race. This small business thing is it's not also going not well. Working because uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you're you're both trying to make enough money to save. Yeah. But it's just what it's just paying your bills yeah it's paying our bills but then again you want to treat yourself we're on a holiday stuff like that sure. not on a, you want to live your life yeah, yeah. Not, but not like in an outrageous lifestyle it's all quite basic in germany right yeah so we just did that and then yeah but then that episode happened where i was just basically doing nothing and like drinking and gambling i was like i have to get out maybe, right yeah, yeah I, I definitely so um I thought, yeah, let's just get out. Let's uh, go to Australia. And so, so that was the catalyst. You're like, yeah. I, I'm going to just go nowhere here. Yeah, no, that's right. So opportunity and, in Australia. Um, yeah, and I mean, we didn't really know what to expect. Also, my husband's family is like from Queensland. Not, we didn't really know anyone. Yeah, not, not around here. No. Queensland's pretty far away, right? Yeah, and but I could see that there was not uh, a lot of like work there for me. Okay. Like, um, yeah. I mean, Sydney is like a, a melting pot. Right? It's just yeah, like, so you um, can get opportunities yeah. here. So um, yeah, so we just came here. Yeah, looked for jobs, found jobs, and like also surprisingly well-paid jobs. Okay. Um, like I'm, I'm sure like it's quite our incomes are quite average especially if you look at other Australians so sure. but compared to what we had in Germany especially with lower taxes it's like wow this is crazy and so you found yourself in a place where you could maybe start saving and yes. investing that money yes. too did you learn about investing along the way yeah well I, I had always been like following you know the financial independence blogs all of sure. that and, and then in Australia for example the Vanguard right so we don't even have that I think maybe now they have it in Germany but back then so but then so, I came here and said oh this is actually a lot more similar to America and yeah. all of those blogs than Europe. Okay. And then I so thought, low cost CTFs is that what the what Vanguard was? Uh, uh, yeah, the ETFs. Yeah. Of funds? Yes. yeah. And it's like oh, it's, and then I realized oh my god, we're like on so much more money. Even with the higher living expenses, I did the numbers how we can easily live on one paycheck, save mm. the other, and we pretty much started doing that right from the start. Okay, so um, you were able to save kind of half of your money? Yes, that? and a bit more now because we obviously got raises and didn't really... Yeah. But um, no, we're actually able to live, uh, I would call it like a very comfortable lifestyle and like not too much money. And still save over half of your income. Yes, and we're on average income. So I can see like... Um, like other like Australians you know like they're a bit more like Americans which you know the German cars sure. always like I know how much German cars cost here it's just crazy right and like <laughs> anything you know, important big is houses, expensive here yes and but we I don't know we sort of we're in a one bedroom apartment where we buy the beach for example okay. right so it's just like we, we're loving it um, and work I have to say it's quite good like I have 
the freedom, like obviously it's still like a normal corporate job, but a certain degree of but freedom. But it's a better so, one. Uh, yes. And uh, but you're still you're on a countdown to, to freedom right now. Yes. So how how close are you? So um, we've actually, um, you know, the normal financial independence concept, which is 25 times your living expenses. Okay, that's what they say, right? Yes. So it's kind of like a million dollars for a lot of people, yes. right? Yes. If they want a uh, forty thousand, if someone, yeah. typically forty thousand is a pretty comfortable uh, yes. life, right? Yes. So, but what we thought is because we obviously we, when we came in, we didn't really have a net worth, you yeah. know, right? So we thought like I don't want to do this because uh, we're in our thirties, right? I don't want to be in my late forties, right? So we've sort of like lost the decade we should have used for saving. Mm. So we have to come up with a plan B. Yeah. And because I had that bad experience um, in Germany working just for myself, like having no structure and that ended so badly, I said I, I have to sort of accept the fact that I would probably have to work a little bit just to keep me busy and and yeah. my husband actually loves working. He just doesn't love the corporate uh, yeah. stuff. So he's yeah. like uh, yeah so we was both said yeah um, considering that we will probably continue working which, which you can also see in the financial independence community, everybody does. Like every single person does. Is that does. the whole idea? Like, because that's why it's not retirement. Yeah. It's because you're still, you just have the option, you have the choice. Yes. Yeah, but then ask yourself, I mean, it is, why do you need a million dollars? Yeah, okay. Right? Why? So we, uh, and then we had a look at the numbers and like, so we just said, okay, let's just basically make it half the net worth we yeah. want to have later on. Yeah. Um, so 12. 25 times okay, and yeah. make that and then basically we can let that grow in the background while we work part time while you're doing you know? other things because, yeah. because our lifestyle is quite cheap so we could literally like both work like half the time or even less yeah right? so you can cut your income in half and yes. still be quite so fine away from Sydney, and then like, your money yeah. grows yeah yes. and would you move away from Sydney yes. is that the idea no, no, no definitely because I mean um, yeah it's just so expensive right um, so we would move to uh, maybe back to Europe, maybe to uh, like a regional area in Australia, somewhere by the beach. You have freedom. That's yes. the whole thing, right? And we could do that with a couple of part-time jobs, right? Yeah, and then we would just let the money grow. So yeah, that's sort of the goal at the moment. This is the whole reason I started the website because we wanted like sort of document our last 1,000 days. Yeah. So I think uh, now it's like 920 days or something like that. Okay. So it so actually goes really fast. You're right? like a couple of years out. Yeah, two and a half years. Almost three years. Yeah, so two and a half. Yes. And let's summarize kind of how someone gets to this point, right? Because so the things, I, I, I'm just listening to your story and, and realizing there are certain situations where you might never achieve financial independence. Yes. <laughs> so that's, first of all, living uh, in an area or country or working a job that is not paying enough. Yes. Yes. So you were able to solve that problem by continually just working on your skills, Yes. maybe getting into the consulting business. Yeah. Much and more work, much, so much more money because yeah. the whole idea is why doesn't everyone able to do this because a lot of people are trying right and they're not they're not financially independent in their 30s absolutely not even yes. in their 60s right so what are they doing wrong what are they doing wrong if, especially if they want it if they don't want it they're fine and they just find they're fine to keep working for their whole life great but if they want it so that's step one is get yourself a high-paying job I guess so, or like, or I, guess, I guess for us, looking back, we could have easily done this in Germany, if I'm completely honest. Okay, but yeah, like, so yeah, what would you have done differently? Um, well, well, we, I think we could have probably saved uh, his income and lived on mine, but it was just, we were sort of in this situation where we thought it was just not achievable, so what helped mm. us is actually 
we sold everything we moved to Australia, so we had to basically start from scratch. So that really helped us. I think it is a lot more difficult to have a proper look at your own situation and then change things. Then so we just changed everything. So starting over is a good. So a good I guess way. I know I understand not everybody can just do that, right? <laughs> well, why not, right? I mean, I think a lot of people feel trapped by their yeah. situation. Like I have a job, and you know, maybe if they have a family and they're established, but you can still take your family places. Yes, I think is just being open to change, uh, being Absolutely. open to opportunity and. Yes. Also, you know, the the whole frugality thing. I'm assuming you're you're a little more frugal than most to be able to yes. to do this. But I mean, that is also like so in Europe, and I didn't even realize this. Everybody is so frugal, like especially in Germany. Mm, it's just automatically. Yeah, it's like nobody buys new cars. Nobody does. Yeah. You know, because like I said, there's no debt, right? So I think if That's you take like the German way of thinking and move it to like a capitalist country like Australia or America see. you don't even have to do anything you know you, yeah. you just don't have to um, adapt your lifestyle to what everybody else is doing like would you so, consider Germany is more of a socialist uh, yes yeah, like, it is basically I, I really think that Germans are basically mustaches without even knowing right? <laughs> the, is, uh, the, that's Mr. Money Mustache uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, reference <laughs> for those who don't uh, you, know, you can you can look it up but uh, yeah but in a way that's good because like I, I mean, I'm I'm on the fence, right? I, I like the ability to to make as much money as possible, and that possibility, right? And that's what America is, yes. right? <laughs> but I also like the ability for people who who like to help society and to yeah. build a society, which is what it was going on in Germany: yes. free school, uh, healthcare, right? Yes. All free everything, right? I mean, yeah. you're basically guess, yeah. helping well, you with a small business. Well, I guess it's not free because you your taxes are just crazy. Yeah. Okay. So you're paying high taxes. So it, that might be another reason why you're not making uh, a wage, right? Yes. So your after tax is just not a lot, mm. and I mean, and basically you get pushed towards this, you know, like retirement age 67. That's what everybody does, and the government is basically like. They, you don't have the freedom to do it because you have to pay these taxes, right? It's sort of, yeah. And of course, they help you if you want to start a business. So start a business. We help you if you're unemployed because we don't want you to be unemployed, right? There's like, there's okay. no, other, there's no plan B. Yeah, it's quite an interesting thing to look at it because, like, it seems really good and positive what's happening in Germany and it is generally but everyone has to fit the mold that's exactly right and if you don't want to fit that mold then you're a little bit in trouble it's like an ideal society yeah (laughs) except if you're different right yeah no that's exactly right and that's why I don't know I had this feeling like when I started my first year oh my god I have to get out but you don't know you didn't fit in really yeah, and then of course you know I, ha- I had my husband who's like this you know like dorky Australian. Now he's, he's Aussie like, coming into and, this. Yeah, and he he was completely shocked by the German way of life at the start. You know, this is yeah. how you do certain things. This is how it's done. This is how we stack the dishwasher. This is there's just a lot of rules. Which <laughs> there is it really natural, that yes. that precise? And he, yeah. And wow. Then, and he um, he started to really like appreciate it. I mean, it's it's a great place, right? You can have an absolutely worry-free life, absolutely, like, yeah, excellent lifestyle, especially with family. But if you want to say retire early, you're in trouble. And I know like a lot of blogs now of people who have done it in Germany, but they're all like foreigners moving to Germany looking at the system you know like with a fresh set of eyes yes um, or people who have been abroad I, I could easily do it now if I went back but it's if you've just you didn't have the perspective yeah. at the time so um, hmm. yeah 
No, so that's basically it. So yeah, so so get your move to a country <laughs> where where it's like built into you, or come from a country that's built in. Yep. Come then move to a place where yes. where you have the freedom to grow, yes. or the ability to reduce your costs, which apparently you could do here, even yes. though things are expensive. So probably also just look at your expenses. No, that's exactly right. And yeah. and see if there's anything you can you can trim off, and, and then think about why it is you want your financial independence, right? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Because I can see if you don't sort of have your eyes on the price the whole time, mm-hmm. I mean, you can easily spend like two incomes here, right? Yeah, it's oh, like, for sure. You sort of have to have it in the back of your head the whole time. But you obviously still have to have a good time, right? So I, I think, bought an ice cream sandwich for $10. It's like, well, <laughs> you can have that. You can't just have it all the time. just can't have it all the every time, day, right? Every day, every um, day I want that. Yeah, no but, um, no, but that's actually a good summary. Yeah, come from a frugal place or mm. learn about frugality, uh, move to a place where you have a bit more freedom, yeah, and then just keep those values in mind. And So, yeah, if, you, so if you're stuck, if because if, uh, there's the, the probably common thing for someone to feel stuck in their situation. You know, maybe it's a socioeconomic like they live in an, uh, an area and they can't get a job or maybe they're not educated. They're, they're stuck in one way or another. The, when you're stuck, you got to change your life. Yeah, no, that's you gotta exactly right. change things around. You just get depressed. Yeah, you're right, and, and you start drinking wine, yeah. right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and playing blackjack. It's very easy to feel like we don't have any choice, right? Yes. And you kind of have to make your own way. And so, so you guys were able to do that. But like you know, involved moving around a bunch. You tried a bunch of different things, right? Yes. Working here, working there. Yeah. You tried your your business. Yeah. And is that what you would do in three years, or two and a half years? Um, Maybe do some translation on the side. Possibly, but then I know that I need structure, even okay. if I don't like the idea or so. Right. So I'm. Um, Part-time um, work? Yeah, maybe part-time work or like even if it's just uh, a couple of days in the morning or something like that, you know. Um, yeah. But I think I have to actually go somewhere. And I know a lot of people have suggested co-working spaces, but I think I you actually... You still have to pay need, for those yeah. things too. So um, I guess that's sort of the plan. Um, you know, my husband won't have any problems because he just loves working. He just wants... So he would just work less. Uh, he wants to do stuff like work in a country club and dr- drive, uh, you know, the tractor he around. Has a, he has the <laughs> option. That's yes. the best part about this financial independence thing. And I like that you, you structured it for you know intentionally that you're going to keep working you know like yeah. we can do half of what everyone says yeah. and and we'll be fine yes. and even then then your money yeah your money will just grow and it'll just it'll way earlier than 67 or 65 or yeah. 71 no. whatever country age is uh, retirement yeah no that's exactly right so basically in two and a half years we'll be done with like half of our retirement nest egg and then um, if it's invested and you say like every 10 years roughly it should double then we're basically there after 10 years so if you want to retire early we'll still be so i'll be you'll, you'll be still be in your 40s yeah, yeah right so after 10 years of semi-retirement and you don't have to leave your job. You, you just yeah. have the option. Yes. Like, in, and when, when well, you guys well, hit this, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're pretty confident. But uh, yeah, like it's not like you're you're forced out, and uh, you know, like if you don't have other opportunities lined up, you can take your time. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, and that's the main thing about this is uh, we want to build freedom, and change builds freedom. You know, that's people, right. if you're stuck, just Think about why it is you want to stay, or, or do you really need to stay where you are? People need to be open to more mobility, I think. And uh, oh, that's it's, exactly yeah, right. it's a good, it's it's inspiring, and, and uh, don't just go for something because you think that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like like in yeah. your situation, don't just put your money away in a bank because that's what everybody did, and don't because nobody knows about investing. Learn about what your options are, and just like you know, keep your 
keep your options open and just keep an open mind, I think. Uh, it's, that's, yeah. it's a good lesson. Yeah, and I guess the most important thing is to actually realize that you're probably stuck in a, a little box and that you have to get out and out, and that's yeah. the hardest thing to do because you don't realize in that You might not that even know. Yeah. So I think that is just the hardest thing, and I don't know how you can actually teach people to do that because, yeah, you don't know what you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. I think, well, you had, you had this spark in you yeah. that wanted to... Get yeah. you're like I don't belong in this social yeah. <laughs> socialist environment. I need that sounds like I'm an options. Outcast. I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, it, outcast is not necessarily a bad thing. I think yeah. you know we're all being different is uh, is a good thing to me these days, and I think it's just nice to have the opportunity to to do what you want and, and the freedom to to travel. You just have to be uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Get out of the box. Yes. Real somehow realize you're in the box. And if you don't realize you're in the box, maybe you don't need to, and you're comfortable in the box. Yeah. And then that, you know, you're not probably not listening but to this podcast. But then I wish that you're uncomfortable, right? So <laughs> yeah. no, just just get out of your box and like have a look at your life. And uh, to be honest, once you're like you get that spark, and once you actually realize what has been going on in your life, like it opens so many doors already. I can already see like I'm enjoying my work more. I'm a lot more relaxed, right? It, it's, it's basically because I know in two and a half years, you know, like I can just walk out if I want to, and it actually weirdly enough it's like I enjoy work more I like my colleagues more you know I'm sometimes thinking oh only two and a half more years that's right so it's like uh, yeah it just changes everything just find sort of the thing you want to work towards it and everything else in your life just becomes better automatically like our health has improved we're just more active more social everything everything gets better once you actually know what you want to achieve awesome awesome message thanks for meeting me in Sydney thanks for coming on the show alright thanks so much for having me If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're already a subscriber, thank you. And please let me know what you think of the show. You can email me at bo at bohumphreys.com or tag me on Twitter at bohumphreys. It'd be nice to know who's out there and who's listening to the show. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Personal Finance Show. Next week, my guest will be David Jenkins, founder of an investing intelligence website called theanswerisca.